Hey, hey, party people, you're here with the Daily Dose of the Truth, DDT for sure. I'm your host, Kier, and we have a special guest tonight. Her name's Diana. Diana, do you want to introduce yourself? Hello, everybody. I'm Diana. I've done a lot of things in my life. I've taught school at the universities for a while, but I was the... At Waterbury, Connecticut, the longest, and there I uh, volunteered and worked with a school that I became uh, the director of uh, parent communication. Also, I started a girls' group at school to try to help young girls. We called it females, and it was very successful. We had contact with the Board of Ed. They helped us do a lot of things. And it was very interesting. Thank you for that little tidbit, Diana. So today we're going to be talking about school systems, and primarily back in your day school systems versus today because I'm sure when you were in school it's totally different from today's <laughs> um, can you tell us the years that you went to school let's start there well I started school in 1954 and I left high school graduated 1966, and then I went on to Ohio University to the college. I left for a while, went back, got my full degree in 1990. And in the process, I have seen a lot. I've done a lot of work for spatial ed and spatial needs children. And I fought for the Right to Education Law in 75. I have worked with a lot of committees trying to help you parents to be able to move further with your children and to get what you need for them without the fight that we've had to put up. So speaking of fight, what would you say is the biggest issue in today's time with the school systems? The biggest problem is overwork, underpay, and the fact that money and the state are controlling everything. Was that not the case um, in your day also? Were the workers not underpaid? Were they not overworked? They were to some extent, but you got people that went into teaching back when I was in school because they wanted to teach. They wanted to help students. And a lot of them succeeded. Do you think the teachers uh, today are just doing it because it's a good career path, or do you think it's actually because they want to help students? I think it's 60 40. Mm hmm. Elaborate. Because I think you have at least 
percent that do want to help students and 40 that just want a paycheck. But the 60 percent is being held back by these new laws that were put up for state tests and state this and this test and that test, kindergarten test. Did you have tests when you were in school? Not these kind. Did you have tests when you were teaching, like when you were a professor or anything like that? Did you have? I didn't have the test that they have now. And when I went back to the elementary school and they were running the tests, I spent a lot of time setting up committees to have parents come in to understand the test, which they didn't. What do you think the biggest problem with standardized testing is? Everybody is not set up for standardized testing. Mm -hmm. Everybody's not able to take them. Everybody doesn't test the same also. And it's also the fact that most people, it's, it's a basic test. It's not to gauge whether or not um, you're actually excelling in these fields or anything like that. It's really just a memorizing game, like whether you know it or you don't. And that's the suckiest part because, you know, you have a lot of your art students who maybe not excel in these basic, you know, yeah. subjects like math or science. However, they're, they're also being put into these low percentages because they're not testing as high. That's my problem with standardized testing is because they're not, they're not inclusive. Well, to me, I have a problem because teachers are no longer able to teach the students. They're so busy having to teach to the test to make sure that they've got the test under their belt that they can't uh, teach the subject that they took up to be able to teach. History teachers can't really teach history anymore. Uh, I feel like this is a whole nother topic because history is falsified in a way. Would you say that? Well, yeah, I was just using them as an example yeah. of people that used to be able, be able to, to hand you a lot yeah. of information that can't do it now because of... Do you think it gets better in college setting? Yeah, I still th yeah, I think they've still got a grip on allowing a person to think, mm -hmm. allowing a person to mold their mind and agree or disagree and be able in the proper perspective to say it and you all look for uh, an answers other than what's there. My problem with you know, the college professors and stuff like that. And it's not even like the college professors, it's college in a whole, is because the students in high school and like in elementary school and middle school, they're being, what's the word? They are not thinking for themselves. They're not allowed to grow, let their mind grow, let their mind foster into something and be able to think on their own and think critically. And that puts a bad perspective of schooling 
into their minds so after high school a lot of students are no longer wanting college which that's okay too because there's a lot of different you know programs and and different fields you can go in that doesn't need college however for those people that do need college or do want to go to college for whatever field they're going into they're they're not they're not going or they're not like they're not wanting to continue school because you know for 12 years they haven't had the ability or the freedom to um to just think for themselves or to learn how they learn and with schooling the problem well you know not college schooling but like for schooling the they're they're just put into this box they're not allowed to learn how they learned you know what I mean like they're more they learn how the person is teaching them and some people don't learn that way some people can't sit down and look at a teacher for six hours a day and obtain all this information and be able to give it back to you that's not how most that's not how most students learn anyways what would you have to say about that well that's very true and I did as well with uh, high school and um, all because I was fortunate. I had a couple instructors in middle school and high school that went beyond the box with their subjects. Mm-hmm. They brought outside uh, literature in mm-hmm. for us to uh, work on with them instead of just the books. We had a lot, so a lot of information. I had, and my classmates at other classes did not get, but these instructors knew there had to be some use to it. So some reason for you to want to learn, to learn and look at this. So, do you believe that when you were in school, there was a little bit more freedom on how a student could learn? like how the teacher was able to teach the students and be able um, to adapt to a student's learning versus today? I do. Because I believe that, like I said, there was more concern with actually teaching students mm-hmm. back there. They had, the, they had the, the teachers had the ability to be able. Because they, tr- do you think that the boards trusted the teachers more then versus now? Well, the boards weren't getting the flack that they get now mm-hmm. about money. Mm. They weren't, uh, not that the schools didn't need it, and not that we didn't have uh, organizations that helped uh, run to, to make yeah. money and run, but the teachers weren't affected as much. Uh-huh. They were... Given they could take field trips, they could do different things. They could teach according to what they saw. Like you mentioned, there's a couple of subjects that you went wondering. You found out a lot of things about them that aren't quite right, and some of them they're trying to change. But for what the teacher had, mm-hmm. they were able to impel, and they would listen 
if you came in and said, well, the book said that so-and-so and so-and-so, but I found this and it says yeah. something different. They would listen then. Mm-hmm. Now they get, well, that's good, Tommy. We'll look at it if we have time, but right now we got to keep uh, on this thing so we keep on track with the test. Yeah. And that's all these kids are learning, testing. Um, there's this study that says that homeschooling is starting to become a big option for people. Not like, you know, with COVID and like um, all the students are being forced to stay at home, but actually like mothers or um, fathers actually taking their children out of the school system and putting them home into a home school where you know they're allowed to foster their growth with learning do you feel like that is something that should be looked at more often homeschooling kind of splits with me down the middle Mm -hmm. and a lot of places I think it's a good idea Mm -hmm. and I feel like the children are getting uh, a better education but on the other hand when it when you have parents, just like even with this COVID thing, that have not finished school themselves, right? Or you have parents that really don't see a need a need for it, and some parents don't also have the resources to do it. Exactly, there's single parents. There's parents with low income that need to work that can't be at home all the time or can't pay for tutors or anything like that so I get that aspect of homeschooling but there's also the issue with you know kids not being able to learn well the one thing I will give the school system is the fact that the couple I've really dealt with I'm sure others do too. They do test the children at the end of uh, the year or grading time to see that they're at least. Yes, but that's just another test. That's not, you know, giving them, you know, a puzzle and seeing if, you know, their, their left brain lights up or something like that. Like, meaning that touching things and being visual with it is what makes them learn. It's, can you regurgitate what we have taught you throughout all of this? And this is a problem that doesn't come under really homeschooling. It comes under spatial education. Mm -hmm. And they have been the last group to but really get something special educate like do you not feel that all students should be able to have that type of you know test or environment to where we actually sit down and see which student and like what student how each student learns that would be wonderful but we we have only got we've gotten to the point now where there are IEPs. I mean, they've been around a while, but parents are getting more involved. Mm-hmm. 
and more parent groups, and this is what is needed. Do you think that's because of the generation that is coming up as new parents? I think it's because the older generation or the last generation saw the need, started it, so that the younger ones would be able. Remember, that's not your generation, honey. The last generation would be um, your children, not you. Well, so that, uh, well, some of those two. Some of those two. Have, have taken from us as we've tried running things and running organizations, mm-hmm. showing them how to go to the boards and all. Mm-hmm. So we did it to help them be able to take over one day themselves. And I do think this is a help in getting uh, more special education, even though it's not yeah. there. There's a long way to go with special ed. There's a long way to go for them to acknowledge some of the problems the children have and not put an age on it or a paper on it. If a three-year-old is reacting and doing something that a seven-year-old is doing, then evidently that three-year-old has the same problem or is starting the same problem. So why should you wait till at seven to test them? Mm-hmm. But is it a special needs thing or is it a everybody's thing? Every child thing. Because I feel like a lot of children have um, have problems <laughs> just because of the world we're living in and it's getting worse. So, like, the children, the circumstances they are under, it's not, they're not being sheltered for me if if you want to say it like that or they're 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 coming out with a lot more problems so is it just special needs or is it an every child thing it's special needs now because that's you have to, any problem you have to start at some point mm-hmm. and that's the point we've been fighting at eventually i hope and pray that we will get to the point that when children are starting school and when they are first uh, looking at schools, that along with testing the children to see if they know their ABCs or whatever else, that they um, also do learn to do psychologicals, that they can see where if these children are having trouble. All children. Because like you said, there are children that get through the cracks. Mm-hmm. And that's sad. And it's something that we want to alleviate, alleviate, but we had to start someplace. And with the spatial ed children and the types of uh, things that are being put on them, That was the place to start. It's taken years to get children with Alzheimer's to be known for what they have and the fact that Alzheimer's has different roads to it, not just one. What are some of the um, programs that you were fighting for when you were in your prime? (laughs) Uh, 
Back then, we were fighting just to get kids tested. Mm-hmm. And if we were loud enough and had people that would, this is after we did, uh, to get them to do something. Do you see a change in some of the programs that are being placed now? I see a change in parents, Mm -hmm. some of them. We still got a long way to go with them because it takes the parents to make the change. You can talk to a representative or a senator. That's only one person. That's one vote. But if you get a large group of parents up on those state doors, uh, steps, and they're fighting for something, and you know they're not going to go away, that whole group is going to start thinking, maybe we should start looking into this. Mm-hmm. Because these parents aren't happy. But when uh, one person waits for another person and they wait for another, so it's not going to get that done. need to be rallied up. Parents need to be rallied so that they can make the changes with the educational community that need to be made. Mm-hmm. Did you have a good, well, did you have a, what am I saying? Did you have a big turnout when you were fighting for these same causes? Yes, fortunately I did. Mm-hmm. But it was because of recognizing these parents that they were good parents. But yeah. we were in the poorest section of the city. Mm-hmm. So the school was. But it had gotten to the point that that section had been almost ignored except the election time when they come around and say, you, you vote for me. <laughs> but so we got the parents... First of all, just to come out. You don't have to say nothing. And board meetings, other meetings, like I told them and others told them, we'll talk for you. We just need your body sitting there to show. Can you remember one specific incident that was a success for you guys? Oh, whatever. Well... We we started um, a morning meeting, mm-hmm. and well, our principal did, and he allowed. Was this in Connecticut? Connecticut, Walsh Elementary School, and I got started, and I thought it was good for these students. To see other ones that came from that area, but was successful. And we had a lot in that town. So he allowed me a time every week. I could bring in mm-hmm. somebody. We've had Tuskegee Airmen that mm-hmm. came from there. We've had doctors. We've had this, the city lawyer came from around there. And did you feel as if having that put in place actually rallied up your your community. I really do. There was a time, uh, I guess this is a great time. Our school, the back had been allowed to grow up. There were all types of things I won't mention in the yard and grass and things if you went and looked. And we decided we wanted to clean it up. Mm-hmm. 
Well, we sent out letters. They didn't get a lot of response. The day before we were supposed to do it, at, when school was ending and all, most parents were there, the principal came out with a shovel in his hand and he told them, I'm going to be here at so-and-so time in the morning. And if nobody else is here, I'm going to start cleaning by myself. Mm-hmm. That next morning, there were people. We had workers galore. <laughs> we had people that didn't clean women and things. Kids might be home. Mm-hmm. We had food brought in yeah. like crazy. Yeah. And that yard got done. And we had a school, uh, a college denizen. Uh, this one class had a project for beautifying, mm-hmm. and when the principal talked to their leader, she came and saw what we were doing. They jumped in to help. They got us flowers, picnic tables, the chairs, and all, so we could. Mm-hmm. Right now, that was a time to remember, because that place became one of the best-looking schools in town for a while. That's great. I have one last question for you, Diana. Um, do you feel as if to make a change, the community, the community is what needs to be brought together? Yes, I do. All right. That's all the time we have today, ladies and gentlemen. You're with your daily dose of the truth. I'm your host, Kira, and thank you, Diana, for hanging out with me and answering all my proding questions. I was glad to be here. Do you have anything last to say? Just that parents, if you want the best for your children, you have to get out there and fight for it. And there you go, from the mouths of the old.